0: Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. Wild story and wild footage of a kid, nine-year-old boy, climbs himself into the baggage system at an airport in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul International specifically. Holy cow. Kid goes missing for a while. Parents must have been losing their minds. Thankfully, happy reunion. Nothing wrong with it. Kids do this. Kids got a mind of their own. Sometimes they run away. Some are more of a flight risk than others. I want to know of a time that you as a kid, or perhaps one of your kids as a parent, ran away. And I, mean, I don't mean like, I'm running away! I mean like they just were gone for a while, inexplicably popped out of reality and then came back. This happened to my mother when I was much younger uh, on a road trip with the family. We were in the mountains, I believe. We were traveling out to the West Coast to visit family during the summertime. A time-honored tradition in our family uh, when, when I was growing up. And we had stopped somewhere at a truck stop. It was a very you know, uh, complex truck stop. There's a lot of different areas, your know, restaurant, bathrooms, sightseeing, all of that. While we're there, a traveling circus troupe rolls in. So we've already arrived. Circus troupe rolls up. I go missing, and my mom is looking for me, and the panic is starting to climb up, but you know, you gotta be reasonable at first, and there's gotta be a rational explanation, but rationality quickly left the window, uh, because then the circus troupe, they left the truck stop, and I was still missing. So my mom became momentarily convinced, in her panic of searching, that I was kidnapped, that they had absconded with me, and that now I was going to be in the circus. (laughs) I am not even kidding. She was not in her best mental state, but worried about me. So it's understandable. Where was I? Oh, well they had a tiny arcade of like two or three different cabinet games around a weird corner beyond the bathrooms that wasn't even all that lit, and I had a pocket full of quarters. So I was just playing video games the whole time, my mom was freaking out, she was probably screaming my name, and I was completely tuned out. Sorry, mom. Let me know what your story is. Galaxy lamps are, are kind of a trendy thing right now. You keep seeing targeted advertisements that uh, make me think that I'm maybe the person to get this. But I'm not gonna, and there's one specific reason. And it's because, uh, you know those, those outdoor lights, at least they're supposed to be, that you get around Christmas time, that they rotate. There's a little plastic doohickey in there, it rotates, it makes the lights all turn into an animation, a rotating cascade of lights. Like you've got a little mini wintry disco ball on the side of your home. Oh, and it looks magical when it's a holiday time, and it's so dim for most of the day, and you get to really enjoy it. But, One time, me and my significant other decided, let's put this behind the tree inside our house and have it illuminate the walls and the ceiling above it. And after about three minutes of it being on and spinning at its slow but steady pace... I began to basically feel like I was going to throw up all over the presence underneath the tree. That's not very very holiday-like. I think maybe the reason that it happened is just because I have now reached a certain age where things that used to not even affect me roll right off my back as a 20-somethinger now put me down for the count for like a week. So, yeah, spinning holiday lights. Not going to do it for me. But power to those who can live in a really cool place with galaxy light lamps and all that stuff. Hey, hey, you're way cooler than me and probably a little younger. You're listening to the Steve Reed podcast oh, yeah. from 100.5 Cruise FM. A rare opportunity to see a 1969 documentary, if you're curious, about John Lennon and Yoko Ono. It's called 24 Hours, The World of John and Yoko. Uh, it's 35 minutes long. And it aired first December 15th, 1969 on BBC. This is the first time it's been available in its entirety, in its 35-minute entirety, since then. And while it is called 24 Hours, it actually follows the couple, the infamous couple, uh, for five days. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly what the period of time is, probably right before the actual release, so within 1969. But I've never seen it. It hasn't been available. Uh, Kings of Leon, they are talking about a tour. In fact, so many bands in the United States are making this happen. They are looking at a North American tour this summer to support their most recent release, the album When You See Yourself. 26 shows so far on it, kicking off August 3rd. And uh, no major dates to t- tell you about here in uh, Canada or anywhere near us. Although, I mean, that's not really anything that's changed between pandemic and pre-pandemic times. So hopefully they're able to add some more and go a little bit farther north. It's really not a North American tour yet but they're calling it one so i have some hope speaking of tours there's also a postponement going down for the black crows they're rescheduling their shake your money maker 2021 tour dates if you just happened to have any tickets to that uh, the celebration tour is actually for the 30th anniversary of their debut lp you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for those dates to actually show up you ever disappear as a kid? And I mean, not like you ran away from home, ah, oh, I'm gonna teach mom and dad a lesson. No, I mean, like, you just you just randomly disappeared to your parents' perspective, your, your your guardian's perspective, and then you just showed up again. Like you were a sock that was missing from the laundry, and suddenly you popped back up into existence again. That can freak parents out! I know, I've done it. We got a couple of responses this morning. Jake says that one time he was on a bus with his older brother, and he... There was a stop, like an actual stop, a scheduled one, so it's not like he needed to get extra pee breaks or anything like that, but he went to the bathroom, and he was just in the bathroom for a while, and for a while longer, and Older Brother thankfully was on the bus, but not paying a ton of attention, and I guess the bus starts to drive away. They didn't do their head count right, and they're about five, ten minutes down the road before Older Brother realizes that Jake was even missing. Yeah, mom and dad weren't too happy to find out about that one. Another quick one as well from Rita saying, Her daughter hid in one of the clothes racks in in a warehouse store when she was about two, had to get on her knees to look for her. Hey, I remember being that height. Those circular racks at department stores, they're inviting to a child of that size. Annoying to the other people who are trying to shop there and the people who work there, of course. Especially if they got sticky fingers, that's not great. But thankfully, Rita... Didn't have to look far. Didn't have to look long, did you? Tuesday. Music news. We just have a couple of pieces for you. One from Eric Clapton. He's penned an angry letter, a missive, about the global response to the current pandemic, as well as the vaccines developed to fight it. In the letter, Clapton details his own experience receiving two doses of an unnamed vaccine and the uncomfortable side effects that he experienced. Which do sound quite severe, actually. He also states that he suffers from peripheral neuropathy, which is a reason why it hit him so hard. Uh, it can greatly affect nerve singles and sensations within the body. He then says he never should have gone near the needle, which is a true statement, but I think he might be taking it a bit far, just in my personal take, uh, in that he might not have needed to get the vaccine. He might have been one of the, one of those among us who shouldn't be getting it. And, uh, you know, that's another reason why the widespread inoculation is important in this case. But I digress. He's gone from old slow hand to old sore arm, and he's not too happy about it. And today marks four years since the death of Chris Cornell, who sadly died at his own hand. His professional career was filled with time spent in a few very influential bands, in addition to his own solo work, uh, still very much remembered and very much missed asking the question what music freaked your parents out when you were growing up uh what music weirded them out they just did not get it did not understand it didn't want to listen to it or i mean you know if your parent now and your kid is listening to something that just grates your eardrums what is that what what freaks you out or Another alternative to the question. shouldn't be giving somebody alternatives. It just confuses things. But, I mean, it's absolutely a case less often than the other. But where the kid has got the sensible sensibilities and the parents are letting their freak flag fly when it comes to what's on the stereo. What was that song? What was that artist? Let me know. Got some great answers coming in. Like I said earlier, a few people saying corn. We had uh, Fiona says, as my dad called it, rap crap. A lot of dads called it that, don't worry, and they all thought they were super original saying it, uh, but we have Patrick getting in touch saying he's lucky, he's youngest, I can relate to that, I'm the baby of the family too, so the older siblings already softened up the parents, I can relate to that too, I barely ever freaked my parents out with music, Uh, I would ask them to buy me the the albums with the parental advisory on it, and they'd go, oh, okay, I guess. (laughs) But Kiss is what Patrick says. He was getting into Kiss when they were at their first big phase. Seeing those four makeup faces on the bedroom walls was a shock, plus the volume at which you're supposed to listen to Kiss songs. I totally get it. I totally get it. Buck says Alice Cooper. Yeah, known to freak a few people out. Known as the shock rocker after all. Keep that conversation going online. Wednesday. An interesting number has come out of a uh, calculation. And I do question the uh, the specifics behind this and also do have to give the, the grain of salt that this is a calculation for the industry within the UK specifically. But here's the number. Apparently, the average person is going to have to buy 124 pints or 122 glasses of wine each to make up for the money lost by the industry, by the bar industry uh, during, during COVID. Uh, non-drinkers would have to eat a ton of food. As is related in the UK, 976 packets of crisps or 40 roast dinners in order to do their part and help out the uh, 40,000 pubs of Britain, of the UK. Um, I mean, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it, right? Just not all at once. I mean, you know, pace it out. Uh, You know, they're going to need some support for, for a while to come. So 124... I mean, it's doable. Just make sure you seriously put some gaps between them. REM is celebrating a 40th anniversary of Radio Free Europe with a brand new release. Can't believe it has been 40 years, but uh, back in 1981, they uh, considered it a debut, uh, a single that changed the world and absolutely introduced the world to a very, very, very interesting band and very interesting members. Uh, and so it's going to be getting that re-release a little bit later on this summer, uh, available in its original form, uh, once again for the first time in those four decades. So, uh, seven, uh, sorry, 45 RPM, seven inch gets released. On July 23rd, original artwork and everything and uh, further releases and a wider release with digital inclusion is going to be joining that as well. Lollapalooza, big news from Chicago. It's on again. The city has confirmed that the giant festival will take over Chicago's Grant Park in late July with a jam-packed crowd of festival goers. Proof of full COVID vaccination or a negative test will be required to attend, however. Absolutely, and probably a likely scenario for a lot of festivals and concerts to come, at least for a certain amount of time. They are going to be announcing the lineup just to tempt us and tease us. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Back in the news again is the infamous scented candle from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Company, where they sell all kinds of items at extremely marked up prices. Like the vagina-scented candle. It has been in the news several times, largely at first just because it existed, but then earlier in the year, January it was, there was a big story about a woman who had one, lit one. It caught fire in a way that candles should not, and it would just burst into flame, luckily. Didn't cause any major damage, but did give her a scare and caused her to be the subject of headlines. Well, apparently it's happened again. Someone is alleging, anyway, a man this time, that the very same thing happened to him after the candle was lit for a couple of hours... Leaving a charred ring of black on the table and uh, and just all kinds of smoke, uh, not a great situation. If it's true, of course, it's just allegations at this point. Well, back in January we did a punch lineup on the subject, and we can do the exact same thing now. In fact, I'm gonna play the exact same punch lineup from January. See if you can tell. <laughs> Let's do this. The setup. Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in man's living room. The punchline. We found the one person who actually lit theirs. (sighs) We've been searching so long. Gwyneth Paltrow's genital-scented candle explodes in man's living room. First things got hot, then there was an explosion, and now there's goop everywhere. Uh... Moving on, uh, number three, Gwyneth Paltrow's genital scented candle explodes in man's living room. Uh, Those things ought to come with a label. I mean, label, label. Uh, careful. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's genital scented candle explodes in man's living room. Everything was going fine until they started playing Coldplay. Then it turned into a mess. Uh, And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's genital scented candle explodes in man's living room. Let's hope that they fix this problem for the anus edition. This has been the Punch lineup. Thursday. Geriatric millennials. You might have seen this buzzword buzzing around the internet just lately. Uh, And uh, it's coming from an article uh, that was basically talking about the workforce. 1980 to 1985. You're now a geriatric millennial because, according to this author of this Article about the workforce. Uh, You are perfect for being a leader in hybrid workforces because you are from the analog world, and yet you are very experienced with the digital world. You've got the best of both, apparently. Just got a terrible label to throw on there. Geriatric Millennial is what the author... Uh, Erica Dewan decided to go with. The internet has been reacting interestingly to this. It's a kind of like a comp l'assault. It's like, oh great, you tell me I'm the best at something in like the worst way, <laughs> in the rudest way. Geriatric millennial. I mean, first of all, let's be clear. Generations are completely made up. But I I refuse this entirely. I am not a geriatric millennial, unless it comes with a fifteen percent pancake house discount, in which case I will take it the hip right there. Those guys have just announced a surprise album a release arriving at midnight tonight. Not even going to have to wait long. Saskadelphia collects six never-before-released songs from the band who are set to perform at the 50th Juno Awards with Feist in early June. Speaking of big old performances, the Lollapalooza lineup has also been announced just yesterday. Chicago planning to host the festival once again in late July, and they have now boasted over 100 acts on the bill, including Foo Fighters, Journey, Modest Mouse, Jimmy E World, Angels and Airwaves, and so much more. Of course, to us Canadians, it's mostly a tease, or a sign of things to come if you're feeling optimistic. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. I did some fact checking on a meme uh, and not anything to do with anything political or pandemic wise. No, no. I just saw a meme about an island and I want to just check out the the validity of the information on there. It says Isle Royale is a an island, the largest island within Lake Superior, one of the largest lakes in the entire planet. Um, and uh, apparently this island has a lake in it. Well, actually, it has a couple. It's that big but the one of the biggest lakes has an island of its own, which has a pond in it, which has a boulder. And uh, while I can't fact check down to the boulder size of things, I have checked the map and there is an island with a lake in it that has a little island in it with a little pond in it, and maybe there's a little boulder in there. And so the theory is that that boulder has now become the largest island in the largest lake, on the largest island, in the largest lake, on the largest island, in the largest lake in the world. And I guess it does kind of make sense. If you really wanted to confuse things, you could put Simon and Garfunkel in that lake and it would be another couple of boulders or rocks, depending on how you take the lyrics, on the largest island and the largest lake and the largest island and the largest lake and the largest island and the largest lake in the world. I know. My brain hurts. Friday. Taking it to the very end of Nominate a Teacher Week. Big thank you to everybody who has uh, been calling in and letting us know who these amazing educators in our midst are. And uh, we do have one last instance to give away some prizes here. Courtesy of Subway. Big thank you to them for uh, partnering with us on this and uh, making these gift cards available. Go to the phone lines right now. Uh, Richard with us. You say that there's somebody uh, Yeah, that you're interested in and making people aware of this morning, yeah? I just wanted to phone in about a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you want to shout out today? Uh, His name is Mr. Haywood Farmer. He works at Holy Trinity. Uh, The guy puts in so much effort with the kids. Um, He he helped out my kid immensely with extra time after school, whenever he needs it, with classes, um, online extra time, uh, calling to check in on them, with certain I, things that go on when they're sick or anything. The guy just goes over and above all the time. He's an absolute beauty. They need more people like him in the system. Oh, that's fantastic. That's exactly who we want to be shouting out for nominated teacher. That's awesome. And we are going to hook them up, uh, Mr. Haywood Farmer, with that $50 gift card to Subway and one for yourself as well, Richard. Thanks, bud. You have a great day. You too. Thanks for the call, man. That was great. Cardening. Car gardening. Uh, this is something that popped up last year during the pandemic. We've been very bored and cooped up, and it's back again now that we are in uh, a greener part of the year. Cardening. Bit of a trend. Uh, I don't know exactly how huge this trend is going to go on for, but I actually learned that it's not brand new. I learned that it's not a completely new idea. Not entirely, actually. Back in the 1950s, for instance, there was a flower vase within Volkswagen Beetles, and in fact... There was a lot of cars in the early 1900s that would have an area that had a vase or a place you could plant a plant in it, plant some flowers, and the idea was that would be the air conditioner of the vehicle. This is an OLD-school automobile idea, actually. Growing plants in the car. I mean, it's a bit of a greenhouse in the summer anyways. But you'd have to be checking on the water levels, and sometimes it can get too hot, and I just... I don't know. seems Seems like more effort than it's worth when you can just grab a... Pine-fresh paper tree and hang it from the uh, front rear view, but still precedent was set way way back in the day Uh, And you know gardening if it's for you go for it Keeping up with the kardash gardens trend is in the world once again z2 comics They made a big announcement uh, that they are going to be uh, Releasing later on this year November specifically a first-ever graphic novel a comic based on Freddie Mercury's life Very interesting. Freddie Mercury, Lover of Life, Singer of Songs is the title. That's very apt. And uh, it's actually going to be, you know, in association with a couple of the music groups that uh, Freddie Mercury is associated with posthumously. Following uh, the Queen singer's, you know, early life is growing up uh, in India and in one of the funnest place names to ever say, Zanzibar. And, of course, all that led to him becoming one of the uh, most well-known and uh, and just captivating frontmen in rock and roll history. Very interesting. Of course, there's going to be a uh, soft cover, hard cover, a little slightly different price, and a deluxe that jumps the price up to over a hundred dollars, with an exclusive LP. Some extra audio to listen to as well. Very, very cool. There's a big group of people getting together for another festival. Of, we've seen tons of announcements of lineups lately, but Jane's Addiction, Ziggy, and Stephen Marley, and Counting Crows are going to be at the uh, Beach Life Festival, along with you know Ben Harper, Cage the Elephant, Men at Work are going to be there, dozens of others. Tickets are actually on sale now, but of course, it is in Redondo Beach, California, so not really for us. Still... It's nice to see what may come in our future. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. I feel like I've learned some things. I have some knowledge, some trivia bouncing around my brain. Learned something new yesterday, and I refused to believe it at first. My girlfriend says, do you know what the word Imordenalap is? And I was like, that's not a, it's not a word I've ever heard. Is it English? Is it in the English language? Imordenalap is a real word, apparently. And I refused, refused, refused until I finally got on my phone, looked at the internet, and found out from a few different places, yes, Imordenalap is a real word. It's not really commonly found or even like used in dictionaries, but people do use the word, so it counts, I guess. Just like all words, they're just made up. But a app. If you reverse that word, spell it backwards, it spells out palindrome. And a palindrome is something that is spelled the same way forwards as it is backwards. So what is an app? Apparently, an app is any word that forms another word when it is spelled backwards. So, for instance, stressed becomes desserts, regal, lager, time and emit, deckle and laced. You get the idea. You get the idea. So, more than a lap, palindrome is actually an Amordinalap palindrome by definition. The more you know, I guess. Talking conspiracy theories, and talking Bill Burr, who is just on Conan. Uh, they just released a video just yesterday of the the, the sit-down that they had, and Conan's kind of had a different flavor of and not just because of the pandemic, but also because announced he's going to be ending his run there. So it's kind of become a little bit more like... Conan, actually, and not, you know, the, the character of the caricature of Conan. It's been kind of nice. He's been having some great conversations with people. The the first thing that was brought up when he was talking with Bill Burr, who I don't subscribe to everything the guy says for sure. But I have always appreciated that he does speak his mind uh, and, you know, occasionally getting himself into some trouble for sure. But when asked about anti-vaccine conspiracies and conspiracy theories, in general, I mean, I kind of, I, I do subscribe to the way he looks at it, conspiracy theory. You don't dismiss that unless it just does not add up. You know what I mean? Here's what they were talking about. They would be killing all what they call the sheeple. So all the people would be like, all the people that go, what are we supposed to do? Okay, they're going to kill us. Right. and then just be left with all the Fonzies with their leather jackets <laughs> 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 who, who, who don't want <laughs> who are too cool to listen to people like they, they got a nightmare who's gonna <laughs> no kidding it's so true and the, just it conspiracy theory has to add up in some way shape or form if there's a big old chunk of it that goes hang on wait that doesn't make sense it's time to start questioning that just like the conspiracy theory in the first place was questioning the status quo of things transmission oh one more, Steve. New podcast episodes happen every Friday. Or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show weekday mornings, starting at 5:30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.